Welcome to Barbecue Radio Nation, America's premier barbecue radio show. Join your hosts, David Caius and Dan Hathaway, as they sink their teeth into the finest grilling, smoking, and barbecue from coast to coast with the industry's leading grill masters. Stay tuned for great tips, techniques, and products that will enhance your backyard experience by being a part of Barbecue Radio Nation. Thank you for tuning in and welcome to Barbecue Radio Nation. Dave Kias along with our fill-in engineer, Gene, the bounty hunter, Morrow. How you doing, Gene? Doing good. Glad you're here, buddy. By the way, are you really a bounty hunter? I was. You were? Sweet. Okay. Please remind Gene not to uh, Google my name during the show. I would appreciate that. Of course, we've got our producer, T-Bone, and in-house barbecue expert, my co-host, Dan Doc Hathaway, or Dan Nurse Hathaway. He has been put down a little bit there. Uh, We're broadcasting from one of our sister stations where Gene happens to be the program director. We're at 97.7, the Dog Studios in Burlington, Kansas, playing Flint Hills Classic Rock. And another shout-out goes out to my buddy, Phil McCombs, who runs a whole bunch of radio stations. Now, coming up, we got Kelly Wirtz. Uh, he's got a his barbecue. I love barbecue team names. <laughs> Four Legs Up Barbecue. It's a good one. And you know, Kelly, he's got a lot of rubs. And he, Yeah, Kelly's kind of a, he's he's all over the place. He's a product rep for uh, pellet cookers, uh, Louisiana to be specific. And then uh, he's got his whole line of these great, seasonings that you just they don't have the same flavor as a lot of different rubs do. they look really good they're awesome and he's out of great bend kansas right yeah great bend i'm gonna have to ask him about that because i have done comedy in great bend kansas i don't think i've done it in burlington though but it's just a matter of time hey before I- this guy's a bounty hunter there's nothing funny in burlington <laughs> kansas <laughs> He knows everybody's house and how it's laid out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and then also, you know, it's still early in the new year. Talk a little bit about the New Year's resolution. People say that, you know, they want to lose weight. They right. want to eat healthy. Mm-hmm. And I thought we would talk a little bit about healthy barbecue. That's a great idea because, you know, all in all, you can make barbecue really yes. healthy. With, and you don't have to eliminate very many things. No, and you can make it flavorful right. and enjoyable. I mean, if you're if you're following a keto diet, there's nothing better than barbecue. You know, we had Joe Pierce on last week from Slaps Barbecue, and he his turkey is as good as turkey as you'll ever have. It's probably some of the best that, yeah, it's absolutely some and, of the best. And you know it's healthy. I mean, it, it's smoked turkey, you know? It's smoked turkey, but, you know, Joe does have pump a lot of butter into it okay well there's <laughs> but no wonder, no wonder i like it so much <laughs> i mean it's it's pretty good and you know a pound of butter into a turkey breast doesn't hurt it at all you know there's a local restaurant and they, and they make a wonderful salmon dish uh-huh. with mashed potatoes on the side yeah and so i'm thinking oh look at me look at me eating healthy <laughs> so the, the the server comes over and i'm saying this is so good and those mashed potatoes and then she starts to tell me the the cream and the butter well, and everything in the mashed potatoes I'm like oh well man. you want good mashed potatoes i right? know i know oh. it's like well you know i'm doing the salmon that's all i can do yeah, okay yeah. that's all i can do so uh the nfl has this weekend set up as as wonderful as it can be three games on saturday three games on sunday mm-hmm. And even though, you know, my particular team's not playing this weekend, I'm still going to watch most of the games. Well, of course. So let's say you have a few friends over because uh-huh. we're not doing the big gatherings for the most part. Right. What do you suggest for, for some in-home barbecue for, for you and say three other friends, Man, family I, friends? You know, if, if I'm just having a couple people over, we always do ribs. 
mm-hmm. just because they, they don't take a lot of time. You can throw them on the cooker. You can get other people involved, you know, during the game, you can put them on during the first game and you can cook them throughout the, the whole entire game and let people season them themselves, kind of show them how to do it. That's, that's kind of how the way I work it. Okay. So let's say you get a whole bunch of ribs and you got three games yeah. and you guys are marathon. It's like, we're going to do all three games. You know, if you're cooking hot and fast, you can do one each way during each game. <laughs> I mean, you could play a little game. Let's have a little rib throw down. So, okay. So here's a, here's a thought. Would you, would you maybe do a different rub for Absolutely. each one? Oh yeah. Or and, you could do different regional ones. Like you could do a Carolina style, Texas style, Kansas city style. Okay. And yeah. then, then have like a little food contest. Yeah. And, you know, during why you guys have ribs all over your fingers and somebody's touching the remote control and messing that up, you know, like right. don't, don't touch the remote control unless you have plastic on your hands. <laughs> well, I think that's the case for anything anymore. Well, isn't it? <laughs> I think it is, but, but I like that. I, I, I like, I like the idea of maybe doing ribs the whole day yeah. and then making them three different types or, or, you know, chicken wings also works really well for that. Well, that's for Sunday. So oh, you're, doing, yeah. oh, you're doing the ribs. So you're splitting it up. Yeah, doing days. the ribs okay. on Saturday. So you're and thinking, then, man. And the wings on Saturday. <laughs> and then you could vary your wings. There, there you go. You know, I like it. I I like wings a so, little bit of kick. So but, what time do I need to come over on Saturday? Dude, dude. <laughs> you're the one that owns a smoker that your wife doesn't know about. Okay. <laughs> so you're the one I'm coming out to your place. Oh, all right. Well, okay. That's cool. I'm coming I mean, out. We can the bring country. the big trailer over. Well, and I know you've got that huge 30 right. inch TV, so <laughs> can't wait to watch football on that. It's still black and white too. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get up to change a clicker. Get a clicker. That's a, well, that's why you have daughters, <laughs> right? You know? Honey, honey, go do that. Well, all right. So that's a great idea for, for football going on. Okay. So it's time for our ask Dr. Dan, our barbecue fix it man sponsored by our January Barbecue sauce of the month, which is Smoke This, Kansas City-style barbecue. It's a versatile, smoky flavors, makes this barbecue sauce great on all cuts of meat, chicken, pork, and beef. And the Kansas City-style barbecue is thick in texture, making it great to use on grilling, basing, and smoking sauce. And you can purchase it at the Kansas City BBQ store.com. Uh, T-Bone, uh, we don't have a microphone for you, but do you have a question that you can yell out? No, I've got one. <laughs> All right, so we've got Gene from Burlington, Kansas, uh, calling into the show. I like it. What do you got, Gene? I want to know how you prepare the rib. Start with. From the very beginning. Yeah. I like that. That's a great question because... Sometimes, you know, we get gone. We know all about barbecue. Well, you know all about barbecue, Dan. I don't necessarily. But we forget, okay, going to the grocery store, Mm -hmm. you get them home. Yeah. What do you do? So the first thing that I always do is I will actually, uh, I'll set them out on the counter for about 20 minutes and just let them kind of come to room temperature. Then I will, uh, the first thing that I always do, because sometimes you'll actually forget if you're doing a lot of ribs at one time, I will peel the membrane off the back of the rib. Okay. And so that's the most important thing. That way you get the uh, rub to penetrate the back of the rib. So when you go to put them on the cooker, it kind of soaks into the, the rib. And then, you know, after I peel the membrane, I'll kind of square them up, make them look nice. Cause there's always going to be a little extra meat, especially from, uh, from where they, they cut it off the, the animal at the factory. So there'll be a little meat on the top. There'll be a, on a slab of, on a spare rib, there'll be a, a pretty good size fat knob of fat on one end. And I'll go ahead and shave that down to the meat just so it's nice and clean. And that way there's not, not too much fat on the rib. So that's really it. it. It's not a lot. Just clean it up, make it look nice. Cause if it looks nice, it's going to cook nice. <laughs> now I've heard some people say that they leave their membrane on. Is, I mean, you know, it, and it really depends on what tenderness you like your ribs. If you like them super fall off the bone to where you open up the foil or, or you go to pick one up and they slide off. Sometimes having that membrane on the back of it kind of helps keep it all together. 
Well, and I've seen a lot of people on videos lately where they're just pulling the rib out of the meat. Yeah. Now, is is that like too tender? It, you can just pull it right out like that. It really is, but man, they're good that way. <laughs> <laughs> no, no bone to break your tooth on. Uh, yeah, and I mean, especially if you want to repurpose, if you're going to save them for the next day. I mean, rib meat tacos. Whew. Yeah, that I've never had rib meat yeah. tacos, but that sounds and good. To get, to get them to that texture, you have to have it to where this bone slides out. Well, thank you, Gene. We're going to send you. Well, we're, we're, you're right here, so you're not getting a bottle of sauce. <laughs> We'll have to bring it next week. But uh, smoke this Kansas City style barbecue sauce, which, by the way, you can purchase at the Kansas City BBQ store dot com. Or if you don't like typing that much, KC BBQ store dot com. And they got that sauce and all kinds of great sauces over at the store and everything else you need, by the way, in your barbecue needs. Now, coming up, we got Kelly Wirtz. I love again. I'm going to I'm going to bring I'm going to have to ask him. Four legs up barbecue. Um, And by the way, that that could be in so many different ways. Uh, but uh, he's going to be talking. He he's he he does classes. He's got all those rubs and mm-hmm. everything. Yep, and, and uh, he competes a ton. I mean, this guy travels all over the country to compete. Cool, very cool. So don't forget, we're going to have Kelly Wirtz up next. And as always, please like us on Facebook. Just go to BBQ Radio Nation. That's BBQ Radio Nation, and just click the like button. It's free, and trust me, you'll love it. We do all kinds of things during the week, including the Friday Funnies, which I'm in charge of, which someday I will do it correctly. I just know I will. But just like us at BBQ Radio Nation, and we'll be right back with Kelly Wirtz right here on Barbecue Radio Nation. Be sure to check out the huge selection of barbecue accessories, skewers, racks, thermometers, books, and so much more at the KansasCityBBQStore.com. They are shipping out nationwide for all of your grilling needs. You love food, and when you love food, you love finding new flavors to explore, new techniques to try, and seeing the look of your friends and family's faces when they bite into it. Old Hickory Pit Smokers is the secret ingredient to making restaurant-quality barbecue right in your own backyard. Old Hickory Pit Smokers are made in the USA. Visit us at oldhickorypits.com or call us toll-free, 800-223-9667. Barbecue Radio Nation is heard on radio stations from California to Florida. If you have a business centered around barbecue or the backyard lifestyle, please consider advertising with us. Contact us through our Facebook page or website at bbqradionation.com. Three tours driving Humvees in Afghanistan. Six years treating soldiers. Twelve years flying choppers. When my sister came back from her last tour in Afghanistan, she didn't want to talk about it, but she knew I was there to listen. My son saved lives as a medic in the military, and I always remind him how much his service meant to our country. Sometimes my husband still has difficult memories. They can be overwhelming. With the Veterans Crisis Line, I know where to turn when we need support. I made the call and got support for my sister. I called because I was concerned about my son. We got him connected to care, and it's made a difference. The Veterans Crisis Line is here for all veterans and their loved ones. Call 1-800-273-8255 and press 1, or chat online at veteranscrisisline.net.
And welcome back to Barbecue Radio Nation. I am Dave Kais along with Dan Hathaway. And we're speaking today with Kelly Wirtz. He's got a barbecue team. I love these names. Four Legs Up Barbecue out of Great Bend, Kansas. Uh, Kelly's got um, all kinds of different dust and stuff we're going to talk about. You can get it at the Kansas City BBQ store.com or the BBQ store, superstore.com. Kelly Wirtz, how you doing, buddy? Good. How are you guys tonight? I'm good. I I like to brag that I've done stand-up comedy in Great Bend, Kansas. <laughs> uh, for an audience of three? <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, the entire town was there. And yep. uh, but and by the way, and and oftentimes when I when I do stand-up, I take my golf clubs and I've played golf out in western Kansas, which is always fun because there's something called the wind that is in western Kansas. Yep. Is it just always windy where you're at, buddy? Yeah, it's always windy out here. <laughs> and there, there is no difference between the greens and the rough when you start playing golf out here either. Oh, man, in the middle of summer, I'm sure you can hit the ball a mile out there. Yeah, you get a good tailwind. <laughs> yeah. Good or, tailwind and a dry ground just keep on bouncing. Or if it's a left to right yep. wind, I just throw my ball in the lake because it's going in there anyway. <laughs> it's so, going in there anyway. So, so Kelly, so, I got, I got yep. to ask you about your team name, your Four Legs Up Barbecue. Who came up with that? That was years ago. We decided that's another long story about going to a barbecue contest. I was talking to a friend of mine and we I said, Well, you know, I gotta come up with a name. We're going to this barbecue contest and all got to going around roadkill and <laughs> all that so that's where it come from. Nice. And it's stuck ever since. It's stuck. I just I, I love team names. So you have a whole bunch of different rubs, um, yep. brisket rub, different kinds of things. One of the things, um, what was it? Oh, your world-class, we were just talking about ribs in the first segment. And of course, football happening this weekend. And you, I noticed your Kelly's world-class rib rub combo pack. Talk a little bit about that and, and how like the, the backyard barbecue, having that will help them do a better, better job on their ribs. Well, that the actual combo pack is the Chipotle killer dust and the frickin' chicken dust. Yes, you can use chicken rubs on pork. It does work pretty good. It, that frickin' chicken actually works better on pork than it ever did on chicken, but that's another story, too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can make plans, but uh, barbecue judges have other ideas. <laughs> um but that's the combo that actually won ribs at the 2019 uh, American Royal Open contest with a 180, a oh, perfect wow. score. Wow. Um, won a lot of rib contests cooking with that combination. Uh, that combo really works pretty good on pork as well, too. Um, so, yeah, um, get that combo. That will up your rib game, uh, up your pork game, um, like you have never seen before. Now, I see all kinds of different things when I'm watching videos of people preparing their ribs. And some people do a light dusting. Some people really put it on thick. What do you like to do? Yes. <laughs> Thank you for that complete answer, Kelly. I appreciate that. That's pretty. That's pretty straightforward. We were right speaking with Kelly Wirtz, and that's all the time we have. Uh, no, I mean, I mean, I personally like to put it on fairly heavy. But, but what, what do you like to do, Kelly? It's, it's you know, rubs are your own preference. Mm. Uh, actually, I like running that on the ribs. I like running the frickin' chicken the night before. 
pretty light, um, let it set in, and then come back in the morning and hit them really pretty light again with that freaking chicken. And then, you know, whatever you'd want to call a medium coat, just so you barely can't see the meat anymore with that uh Chipotle killer dust then. Nice. Um, you know, I wouldn't call that a heavy one. The closer you get to the time that you're going to cook, the less rub you got to use so it doesn't start caking up on you. So do you think that you get a lot out of that when you layer those rubs like that? When you, when you do like a, a six to eight hour period between the different rubs, what do you think you gain out of that? I like that freaking chicken doing that because uh-huh. that'll settle into that meat just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I do. I've always done a whole lot better in contest doing it that way. Uh, just get a little bit more flavor out of it, right? Yeah, you don't want to. You don't want to get too far ahead of yourself. You don't want to get too heavy with it. Um, you know that doesn't have a lot of hand, uh, salt in it, but it does have quite a bit of sugar. So you can still get them, start hamming them up pretty good Yeah, if you put too much on. Yeah, I, I've been doing the same thing on ribs for years with OBQ Steak Maker because it has a little bit of that beef base in it. And even on pork, you get a little something extra with it when it really soaks yeah. into the meat. And, and, it, and then you go back in the morning super early before you do it and cover them up and then just let that pellicil st- set up where you get that nice sheen yeah. and then you just throw it on the cooker and it's good. Yeah, yeah. And there again, like like you're saying though, don't don't come in in the morning, an hour before you're going to cook them and and hit them real real hard. Right. You don't want to cake them too much. You want to let that what I always I call it syrup up. Mm-hmm. You know, you get kind of that syrupy, yeah. liquidy, whatever you want to call it on the on the top before you throw them in. You know, if you get too much of it though. All you're doing is creating a blanket on that surface of that rib. It's not going to get any smoke. You can't get smoke through. You can't get anything else through it. And it's probably just going to flake off on you anyway. Right. And as hot as everybody's cooking right now, you know, I mean, you put too much rub on it, it'll never set up. Yeah. Yeah. And you're just going to wash it all off if you're going to wrap them anyway. So, <laughs> well, well, Kelly, once you, once you do that, um, time and temperature wise, let's say just, let's just talk about one slab of ribs, about what temperature do you want it to be at? And about how long is it going to take? I like cooking ribs. Um, if I'm going to cook on my old pellet grills, kind of my my old standard i'm going to run them at 275 for about an hour and a half wrap them for an hour and a half and they're done okay you listening gene i'm running a i'm running a three-hour rib so so with three football games in one day we were talking about you could do three different uh slabs of ribs for each game for each yeah slab for each game that timeline will work perfect for that timeline is perfect You bet. My gosh, the, yeah. the, the rib god must really like football and ribs. We're, sol- like we're solving problems right now. <laughs> <laughs> we're solving problems. <laughs> well, when when you compete, and if even even better yet, you could actually slip another one in there if you're going to cook them on a can and you do them in two hours. See, that's where my timeline falls. <laughs> yeah. Dan only likes so to drink can, two beers while he's cooking. <laughs> Kelly knows better than that. Other, <laughs> yeah. if, if he does it your way, I, that's three I've or four seen, beers. 
<laughs> I've seen how that deal works. <laughs> he's he's going to run out of his Schlitz and he won't know what to do because his six pack will be empty and he won't have that. That's okay. That's okay. Well, we're, we're talking with Kelly Words. Uh, he's got all kinds of products. We're going to talk about making sausages next because that's something we really haven't talked about uh, doing that at home. And we're going to talk about that next. You can get his products at the Kansas City BBQ store.com or the BBQ superstore.com. That's the BBQ store.com. And we're going to be right back here with Kelly Wirtz as we're talking about sausage up next right here on Barbecue Radio Nation. Check out Barbecue Radio Nation on Facebook. Give us a like. Dave and Dan need the attention. CDC is working to help keep you and your community safe from the threat of a novel or new coronavirus. There are steps you can take now to get ready if an outbreak occurs in your community. Make a household plan. Learn how to prepare and to take quick action if someone gets sick. Older adults and people with chronic medical conditions are at greater risk. Take extra steps to protect them. Think about what you will do if there are changes to your work schedule. And remember to always practice good health habits, such as frequently washing hands with soap and water, staying home when sick, and covering coughs and sneezes. For more information, visit cdc.gov. If you came across someone struggling with hunger, how would you recognize them? By their clothes. Their age. The way they speak. Hunger can be hard to recognize. Learn why at IamHungerInAmerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America, 200 Food Bank Strong, and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Barbecue Radio Nation. I am Dave Kais, along with our engineer, Gene Bounty Hunter Morrow, our producer, T-Bone, and our co-host, barbecue expert, Dan Hathaway. We're talking with Kelly Wirtz out of Great Bend, Kansas. He's got a great team, Four Legs Up BBQ. And by the way, you can check out Kelly Wirtz on Facebook. The first name's K-E-L-L-Y, and then it's Wirtz, W-E-R-T-Z. And you can find out about his classes and stuff, which we'll talk about later. But we were talking about the, the making sausage, Dan. Yeah. So, Kelly, we, we actually hosted a, a class at the store and uh, he taught people how to make sausage at home. And it was super interesting. And, you know, I'm pretty new to the whole getting into sausage making at the house. And my biggest ordeal that I had was, you know, what kind of equipment do you need to start out to actually make sausage at your house? And Kelly was super informative and uh, he gave us some great ideas. And, you know, I'd like to let him talk about it and tell us kind of what we need, what you look for and uh, the right kind of machinery you need. So Kelly, can you kind of give us an idea of what you need to really get started in making sausage at home? Well, you know, you know, sausage making is kind of like barbecue. It's the old kiss principle. Keep it pretty simple. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the more we try to make barbecue complicated, the worse it gets. <laughs> That's kind of the way sausage making is too. Yeah. Uh, you know, you can make sausage with a grinder, um, a grinder attachment on the front of your KitchenAid mixer Yeah, is really all you got to have mm-hmm. um, for bulk sausage. Like if you wanted to do some Italian sausage for uh, pizzas or something like that, um, you know, bulk 
breakfast sausage, anything like that. You don't have to have a stuffer. You don't have to have anything else. All you got to do is have a way of grinding the product and mixing it up with uh, spices and seasonings and salt. Yeah, and anymore, uh, you can usually find ground pork at the grocery store, right? Right. Yeah. So, yeah, it, you know, you don't even have to, like you're getting there, you don't even have to have, do that. Right. If you want to control the flavors that you're getting in your Italian sausage or whatever you're doing, your bratwurst patties, you can go buy ground pork at the grocery store and make your own bratwurst patties at home. Yeah, you know, we kind of got into it from doing barbecue contests with our brisket trimmings and uh, pork trimmings, um, sitting here wondering what to do with it. So we, I got a little grinder and started grinding it up and eating hamburger and ground pork, and that was really pretty good. Then it was more than what we could eat, so we got to making sausage and stuffing it and all that kind of went from there. Yeah, it's um, it's it's a but, great way to re you know reuse all the trimmings you get off those briskets that you're paying so much money for. And, right, you know, and there's nothing right. better than you know if you have some some eighty twenty maybe throwing a little bit of wagyu grind in with it just to make the the burger patties just that much better. You know, same thing yeah, with the pork. Way. You know, you're you're cutting off some of the best parts of the pork butt to trim it down to this workable size for competition. And you know, it, you hate to throw it away. So I, I hell, I freeze it all and use it for deer sausage. Yeah. You know, if, if nothing else, give it to your buddies that are making deer sausage, like you say. Sure. Um, yeah. You know, that'll make you kind of wonder why you went deer hunting, but. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Kelly, since, you know, I would imagine not a lot of people make sausage at home. When you're starting out with a grinder, um, okay, this is this is coming from me, not Dan. Uh, is, is it a hand grinder? Is it electric? Um, what kind of costs are we talking about to get started to do sausage at home? Really, <clears throat> like we say, you know, use a, if you've got a KitchenAid, you can mixer, you can get the grinder attachment for the front of your KitchenAid. Um, I started out and ran for years with a little uh, $99 um, LEM, I think it is, from Orchland's. It's got the plastic gears and all that, and everybody says, oh, it'll never last, never last. Well, it's still running because <laughs> I kind of take care of it. You know, you don't. Weird don't concept. I was going to say, it, maybe that's why the other ones don't it. last, is people don't take care <laughs> right. of it. Well, with my experience with people doing sausage, you see them, they buy all this stuff to make it. They do it one time and realize, God, that's a lot of work, and then they just don't do it anymore. <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and there again, don't go get the – $400 grinder from Cabela's that's 47 pounds that you hate to drag out and you can't clean the thing and everything else. That's what I liked about that little one. You know, it I could get it in the sink and it was easy to wash up. It didn't take much to get it out. So I kind of enjoyed getting it out and grinding meat every once in a while with it. Oh, yeah. So Versus, you know, dreading to get all that, drag all that stuff out and then have to wash it and nothing fits in the sink. Then you got water all over the floor <laughs> and mama's not happy. Mama's so. not happy. We, we got to keep mama happy. There, there you go. So we, you know, since so, it is, a, since it know, is a lot of extra work to put it together, is this something you would suggest just like spend an afternoon, do it and then freeze a lot of it? Then that's actually what I do. I, you know, I'll take 
a day and grind a bunch. Um, you know, I might do that two or three or four times a year, whatever it is, um, and just vac bag it and throw it in the freezer in five pound packages so I can pull it back out whenever I want to make whatever type of sausage I'm interested in that day. Or you can, you know, do a whole bunch of bratwurst too mm-hmm. on any given day. Um, just kind of depends on how you want to do it. Um, it's just like guys getting with deer and uh, doing deer sausage. Friend of mine, he'll trim his deer, cut it all up, throw it in the freezer, and then whenever he, you know, he'll pick a day in middle of the winter and get everything back out and thawed out and regrind, and then make all of his sausage. Whereas some guys will make it a little bit at a time. So, you know, and that's if you've got your own small grinder and a small stuffer that didn't cost you an arm and a leg, you, you kind of get, you can get stuff out as you're thinking about it. You know, you think, well, let me, I want to try some uh, German sausage today. We can make five pounds of that, and it's no big deal. It doesn't take a whole lot of time and effort to get all that stuff out and do it. So can you actually, like, say you had some ground pork ready to, to do sausage. Could you divide it up and then thaw it out to make sausage, and it's it's safe to do that? Yep. Perfect. Well, that's a great idea. Yep. <laughs> I, I do it all the time. It's all in five-pound vac bags, yeah. thawed yeah. out make whatever sausage I'm making and um, throw it back and, you know, repackage it basically and throw it back in the freezer again. Nice. Very nice. Kelly, we you got know. less than two minutes to go. I know you teach classes. Um, and by the way, you can sign up for classes at Kelly's Facebook page. And again, it's Kelly Wertz, W-E-R-T-Z. And just go to the Facebook page. But t- in less than well, about a minute and a half, tell us a little bit about your classes. Well, what we're going to do is class sausage making class at the end of the day you will go home with your own sausage that you ground and stuffed into casing whether it be a beef stick or a a regular sausage casing or whatever kind of you decide what you get what you want to do with it uh we'll go through all the equipment you know a lot of some of the kind of stuff we've been talking about here what to look for how to decide what you're going to get what how to operate all that equipment well we're actually going to do some smoke sausage at the class that day so you can see how to do some smoke sausage um learn some of the tricks of speeding that process up that i've figured out over time um and just you can go home and make your own sausage then after it's all done. You'll have everything you need to know how to do it. That is very cool. And again, something a lot of people don't do, but I'm sure once people do it and learn how to do it, they love doing it. Well, we've been talking with Kelly Words. He's out of Great Bend, Kansas. Um, call some bar and get me a gig there, would you? And he's got <laughs> his team. It's Four Legs Up Barbecue. That's Four Legs Up BBQ. You can find that also on Facebook, correct? That's on yep. Facebook too. Good. So Kelly Wirtz, W-E-R-T-Z. You can check out his products at the KansasCityBBQStore.com and the BBQSuperstore.com. Kelly, thank you for being on the show. And we'll be right back right here on Barbecue Radio Nation. They're doing the mess around. Everybody doing the mess around.
I'm probably okay to have one more drink before I drive home. I'm probably okay. I open the window to stay alert. Probably okay. I just popped some gum in my mouth. Step out of the car, please. I probably made a mistake. Probably okay isn't okay when it comes to drinking and driving. If you see a warning sign, stop and call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzzed driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. To some, the sound of a baby babbling doesn't mean much. But that's not true. They're testing out vowels and consonants and trying different sounds. And by 12 months, their babbling is beginning to take on meaning. Especially if there's no babbling at all. Little to no babbling by 12 months or later is just one of the possible signs of autism in children. Learn more at AutismSpeaks.org. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Hey, this is Big Mo Kaysan, and you're listening to Barbecue Radio Nation. My website is mokaysanbbq.com. And here's one tip for you. If you're looking, you ain't cooking. What is it with you yanks and your barbecues? Try haggis. Sheep's heart, liver, and lungs packed into the sheep's stomach and then boiled. Delicious. Welcome back to Dan and Dave here on Barbecue Radio Nation. And we want to do our weekly radio station shout out goes to... 1010 Kind AM, The Fan in Independence, Kansas, a sister station of where we're at now. Uh, and you can look them up at 1010kind.com. That's 1010kind.com. Thank you for airing Barbecue Radio Nation. Another little shout out to my buddy Phil McCombs. And thanks to everybody who is a part of Radio Nation, uh, Barbecue Radio Nation, I should say. Now, we've got our KansasCityBBQStore.com product spotlight. And I thought this was interesting. It's a charcoal companion stainless steel marinade injector. Um, I saw a smaller one, but this one is, the, I think, the one you want to use. It's twenty eight ninety nine. Uh, it says it comes apart easy for cleaning, <laughs> and so we're, we're talking putting that in just whatever you want to put it in, right? Right. Yeah. No, this thing's great because it's it's super heavy duty. You don't have to worry about the the plastic cracking, and you know when you go to clean it and everything, you can take the O rings off of it, clean that, which is super important because you can get bacteria back okay. behind there. Especially when if you're injecting a lot of things at one time, it's going to create a huge mess. But it's a two; it holds two ounces of liquid, so you can knock through a couple pork butts pretty easy when you're when you're able to inject two ounces at a time. So. Okay, so let me ask you this: If you want to inject, let's say uh, we talk a lot about brisket, which uh-huh. is one of my favorite yeah. favorite dishes. What well, what kind of thing would you like to inject in that? So I generally use a uh, it's a product called uh, Butcher Barbecue, and we have we've had uh, David from Butcher on before, mm-hmm. but he has a product called uh, Prime Brisket Injection. It's it's fabulous you just follow the instructions you don't have to doctor it up or tommy boy it in you any just way put it you in just, there and- you put it you follow the directions put it in there let it i usually let it sit for about four hours before i season it that way it kind of soaks in and uh then after that you just season it and go but yeah the butcher barbecue products are great they they have the phosphates in them that's going to hold the moisture in there but then it has great beef flavor and especially the prime brisket because he actually adds more prime dust to it and that's basically a dried beef based flavoring uh, additive to it. And it's just, it's, a, it's amazing stuff. So let's say you've got uh, a 12 pound brisket. Mm-hmm. 
How many different places would you inject it? You know, what I do is I'll actually look at the... I actually did this the other day. I cooked a... I was in the grocery store okay. and I saw a n- really nice brisket just sitting there. I had no intentions of cooking a brisket. I just saw it sitting there <laughs> and I just grabbed it and threw it in the cart before Jackie could see it. And then we got up to the, the counter and she's like, oh, you're cooking brisket? Dad's like, yeah, I just saw it. It was sitting there. You know, they, they were kind of on sale, but kind of not. And it was a really nice piece of meat. So anyways, long story short, I cooked a brisket on a Saturday, you know, last week. So anyways... So I'll actually look at the brisket. I'll flip it over so it's meat side up to where you're looking at the flat. And I'll look at it kind of like a big checkerboard. And I'll just make injections kind of like you would a checkerboard okay. throughout the whole so thing. So a lot of injections. Yeah, you, you're not going to use a lot because you're only squirting a little bit at a time. You right. don't want to give it a full pump or it's going right. to blast out all over your apron and all over the floor <laughs> right. and everything. But yeah, just a little squirts and a checkerboard on that thing. And uh, yeah, I'll usually inject about eight ounces of liquid into it. Some people will do more, some people do less, but you know, if it's a bigger brisket, it'll take 10 ounces of liquid. So looking into the life of Dan Hathaway, so when you and the kids go shopping, your wife probably isn't worried about the kids grabbing no, sugar. And yeah. it, she's worried about you yeah. grabbing slabs of yeah. ribs. You know how, and how moms kind of push their kids away from the candy? My wife does that to me at the meat aisle. Yes. Yeah, or I'm grabbing ribs. Yeah. <laughs> Honey, why are there four turkeys in the basket? Uh, you know, the it's basket? funny. We were at Sam's Club yesterday and they had prime rib on sale because it's leftover oh, from Christmas. Got to get it. And I was like, well, that's only $50 and that'll feed us for a couple days. So I cooked a prime rib yesterday. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Smart shopping there. And by the way, you can get that ejector at the Kansas City BBQ store.com. So check that out. Now, you know, we were I, last week, we had a little fun with uh, barbecue resolutions. Right. And it's a new year. I have like six more now. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, one of the things I was thinking about, of course, you know, everybody, oh, I'm going to go to the gym, which some, mm-hmm. we can or can't, but eating healthier, you know? Yeah. Um, it, it's always important. It's important. Yeah. And I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to always eat the things I shouldn't, but I also need to counterbalance that and eat more that I yeah, should it's be all, eating. It's all a balancing act when it comes to that. And I'm no nutritionist, but I know that, uh, you know, it's, it's a good idea to kind of watch what you eat. So the first thought I had as far as trying to eat a little healthier is people like myself got to watch the blood pressure. Mm-hmm. So when I'm looking at rubs, and, and plus, for whatever reason, I guess I'm blessed. My taste buds, I don't like a lot of sodium. That's good. I like a little bit of sodium, mm-hmm. but not a lot of it. Like, right. you, you give me French fries with salt all over it, like, no, thank you. Yeah. So um, when you're looking at it, I assume, like, you look at the label and you see which ones has the lower sodiums. Right. Yeah. I mean, and there's a lot of lower sodium rubs anymore because there is a, a definite market for that. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of really good, really great rubs, actually, that are lower sodium without really trying to marketed as low sodium. Okay. Like the Dizzy Pig products out of, out of Manassas, Virginia. They they make a great, they do a handmade small batch rub. Uh, we sell it at the store and they they have some low sodium rubs. There's a company out of Texas of all places. You know, I mean, when you think of Texas barbecue, you think <laughs> salt and pepper, but right. there's a company out of Texas called OBQ, which is one of my favorite favorite lines of rubs that we have. And they have some low sodium stuff that, that a little higher in sugar, but that's how you counterbalance it. You know, you it's a little bit more sugar, less salt or no salt at all, you know. And when you're building a low sodium rub, that's where you really start. You start with paprika. You go you go paprika, sugar, garlic, pepper. You know, you do a lot of peppers. And so it's going to be a little bit spicier, but it's a low sodium rub. So you get all those other flavors get, and yeah, kind of counter the sodium. Right. It's, it, you know, the salt's there to boost the flavor. Um, and but if you do it right and you have a nice balanced blend, you're going to be able to boost as much flavor into that as you want to. Okay. 
so to, to kind of counter the sugar part, I was going to bring up sauces. Uh-huh. And of course, it depends on lots of, a lot of it is, right. is regional. Mm-hmm. I'm being from the Midwest, I'm kind of used to a sugar-based molasses oh, yeah. type sauce, Absolutely. which it's hard to get away from when, when you when you've grown up with that. Right. But what about the sauces that maybe are, are less in sugar, but are still flavorful? You know, the, and like the rubs, like the Texas rubs I was talking about, there are a lot of, of diabetic friendly and low sugar uh, barbecue rubs out on the market or okay. barbecue sauces. sauces out on the market. And and they've come a long way. When we first opened the store, I remember getting some samples of a low sugar sauce and it tasted like tomato soup. It was not very good at all, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of companies out. I think Hughes and there's a, a company called uh, Joe's and all that stuff. Not our Joe's, a different Joe's, but then they make specifically low sugar, no sugar sauces. And they're actually pretty good. You can find them at most of your, uh, you know, big box stores. You know, the, the vinegar, more of a sauce, based that's, sauce. When I'm looking for something low sugar, I go straight vinegar. Yeah. That's it's, what I was going to say. It's you old school. Can... It's, it's just the, it's really good. We had the vinegar sauce. What was that sauce of the month? A few months uh, ago. That was a uh, banana Jack's banana Jack's and it yeah. was vinegar. I, I, I wish I'd read the label before we talked because I'd like to see how much sugar was in that. Yeah, or the sodium levels because, you know, a lot of times uh, you'll like if you have a restaurant, let's say there's some restaurants that have their their low low sodium rubs. But then you look at their sauce and the, the sauce is just completely loaded full of sodium. So, okay. you, you know, there's a lot of sauces have a lot of, lot of salt. In well, it. that banana jack sauce was delicious. It was delicious. And I'm used to, again, a sugar base. That was vinegar, but my taste buds, I've, I've, I love expanding my taste buds yeah. when it comes to barbecue. Right. Instead of just going, this is what I grew up with. And there's so much out there that there's, it's, it's endless what you can do with it. I mean. So let's talk a little bit about meats. Um, uh-huh. Cause I shot myself in the foot earlier when I was talking about turkey's healthy. Turkey's and, very healthy. And then we talked about a place that puts all kinds of butter well, into it. Well, it doesn't have to be that way. I mean, you, you can achieve the same kind of moisture, you know, by brining, you know, but you're, once again, you're introducing salt into it. So, you know, it, it really. There's a balance that can be met in maintaining, you know, moisture in your meat and still have low salt, low sugar. Is there a brine that you can purchase that's low in sodium that'll still work effectively? No, yeah. not that I'm aware of. Yeah, because that's really the reaction that you're looking for is is created by the salt. And by the way, I, I can't remember what I was watching on TV, but because uh, we've talked a lot about brining for what about thirty minutes? Well, it, thirty minutes, 30 minutes per pound. Yeah, yeah. And and this guy, he does it all night long. Yeah. And yeah, when you're, when you're doing like a big Turkey, if you have a pretty weak solution, meaning you have a a lower salt and sugar ratio to water, then you can brine overnight for sure. And you actually, the, um, the diffusion actually works better when you do a longer brine. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about healthy chicken because I love chicken. I love chicken, and I'm a chicken breast man myself. But see, I, I, I'm a I'm a chicken thigh or whole chicken. See, you and I would be perfect because I can take one half and you can take the other half. <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, what are some ways preparing and and smoking uh, chicken that you can make it and keep it healthy? You know, use poultry seasoning. You know, you can okay. you can use a lot of or you can make your own poultry seasoning with fresh herbs, a little olive oil. Olive oil never hurt anybody. Um, and you can do light kosher salt. You don't have to go crazy with the seasoning, right. but you know, herbs and, 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 and a little bit of olive oil go a long way with poultry. Yeah. Well, I've, I've cut back a little on my red meat intake, 
but I didn't yesterday, but <laughs> trust me, it's still there. It, I, I have just cut back. So, well, I want to thank Kelly words for being on the show. You can check him out. Four legs up BBQ on Facebook. We talked about healthier eating. We also had our ask Dr. Dan segment sponsored by smoke. This Kansas city style BBQ sauce, which you can get at the Kansas city BBQ store.com. And be sure to like us on Facebook at BBQ radio nation for engineer Gene and producer T-Bone and myself, Dave Kais. Thank you for tuning in. Oh, yeah, and Dan, too. That me. <laughs> Happy barbecuing. You love food, and when you love food, you love finding new flavors to explore, new techniques to try, and seeing the look of your friends and family's faces when they bite into it. Old Hickory Pit Smokers is the secret ingredient to making restaurant-quality barbecue right in your own backyard. Old Hickory Pit Smokers are made in the USA. Visit us at oldhickorypits.com or call us toll-free, 800-223-9667.